Hello everybody and welcome back to the Real Time Podcast. This podcast is for those who are looking to become inspired and level up in all aspects of life. The Real Time Podcast brings you content of real value through being open, honest and upfront about how things are to provide real and constructive advice on how to start stepping up and becoming your higher self. Well then, what are you waiting for? It's time to get real. excited um, about the special guest that we have on today. Um, so I am going to welcome you all, um, Pascal Atala. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I'd love it if you can just introduce yourself to our audience, tell them a bit about you, um, where you're from, your story, all of that. I'm so excited for them to meet you and learn more about you. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. So um I'm, um, you know, I'm uh, currently a uh, sustainability, sustainability advisor. So I work on climate change and uh, waste and uh, plastic waste in the environment and just like, um, you know, sustainability in general. Um, my background is I'm originally from Lebanon. So I was born and raised in Lebanon. I moved from there when I was 21 and uh, lived in France for five years where I got my uh, master's in chemical engineering. A few years later, I moved uh, to the U.S. Uh, to get my Ph.D. This was something that was really important to me based of like growing up in Lebanon and uh, an environment where women were not, you know, seeing a woman have a Ph.D. was not an association that you would see growing up. So to me, I wanted to change that narrative and just change the story for myself um, and so I got my PhD in chemistry from the University of Florida and started, jumped in right into industry and I've been working in industry. Um, I truly believe that the greatest scientific experiment to me is my own life. <laughs> and uh, I just wish people could see their, you know, how their experienced life as an experiment that they're taking. I think that has been the greatest lesson that I learned. And um, hope to share that with your audience. That's amazing. And I love how you do so much work with um, sustainability as well, because I think that's something that's so important, especially in this day and age with all the climate issues we've got going on. Um, I've done a couple episodes actually on climate change. And, um, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think it's so important to be sharing this sort of information with people because um, unfortunately, not a lot of people do take initiative to do the learning themselves. And this is our planet and it's like really ones in the future. So um, it's so important that we are taking some sort of action towards, um, you know, improving it. And um, so you did mention that, you know, you've, you had to move from Lebanon from a young age and you've done a lot of relocating, actually, like, you know, <laughs> like what, what was that like? What was that like having to continually readjust to completely different environments? Oh, I love this question because I think that depending on when you would have asked me the question, the answer would have been different. And just recently, so I started my new position seven months ago, which was in the middle of the pandemic and I had to move. Um, um, so I had to move for my new position. So I'm in a new state and imagine with COVID and lockdown and all that stuff, having to move in that process was um, me 10 years ago would have found that so challenging. So um, 
you know, my first move was, uh, was very fear-based. I moved to France and I had no idea like what I was getting myself into. Um, the positive thing was that um, I actually had three other people that I went to college with that were moving at the same time. So, um, and we all went to the same college in France. So that gave a little bit of safety. But in terms of like learning to do things, I still remember calling my sister crying and just having no idea like how to use the laundry or um, how to grocery shop or things like that. It was all like brand new experiences for me. Also remember like moving to the US for the first time. I was sitting next to someone in the airplane and I was asking her, so like when I land, like what am I supposed to do? How do I go to my apartment? I have found something online and just like was so confused and she was so sweet. She actually dropped me off. <laughs> so that was really nice of her. But in general, like these experiences are all there to help you grow. And I think they were like being able to reflect on them and see like where I had some fears and how it all turns out is something that I actually fall, fall back on very often when, you know, something new is happening in my life. Being able to remember those experiences is so useful because I'm like, okay, well, this was so scary and it turned out fine. So whatever new scary thing I'm going through in life, um, I'm able to pull back from those experiences and remember I was okay at the end. Yeah, definitely. And I agree completely. Like, I love that you brought up the topic of fear because I think that people always run away when they get scared. Like that's just human instinct, right? Like you see a lion, you get scared, you run away. Um, but yeah. the, this thing about fear is like, there's generally so much incredible opportunities for growth. And it's so important that, you know, you can face this and see what you can learn from them, see how you can grow and flourish from them. So that's so incredible that you are able to, you know, face that and continue pushing through. And because obviously these changes that were happening in your life, like they needed to happen. They were, they were things that were helping you progress your goals and your purpose and your future. So it's so awesome that you were able to continue and face them and overcome them. So I guess, like, what would your advice be to anyone who is, you know, currently going through changes and they're needing to adapt and learn to face their fears and to go with them and to see these changes through? And I mean, with the current climate of the world in particular, there's constant changes going on. So what's your advice to anyone who is kind of in this position? So, um, that I think one of the greatest things to know is that change is temporary. Like we all are going to be required to change at some point. And change can come from two ways. is Either from the outside where we're responding to something coming towards us. Um, and in that case, we have very limited control. Or we can change by choice. So it's a growth process. It's something that we're choosing to do. Um, so I would say change is not going to be a choice. You will have, everybody's going to have to change in their life. So embracing the idea of change and actually pursuing change is going to be so much more in your control. If, if you pursue it, you'll be able to actually pursue things that you want. But if you are trying to avoid change, then you maybe get punched, you know, in the side, on the side and you're like, oh, wait, I, you know, just a wake up call and you're going to be forced to change. The other thing I would say is that discomfort is temporary. So 
whatever we're going through, it's going to be very temporary. And so, you know, just taking one step at a time and just like going for it. It's like, if you're going to jump into a pool and the pool is super cold, if you keep towing into it, it's going to be uncomfortable for a long period of time. If you just jump, you just get cold for a second and then you adapt. So just do it. <laughs> yes. I love all of that. And I love how you did that comparison of change is either going to happen by force or it's going to happen by choice. And more than likely, it's going to happen by force. And um, so that's why it's so important to embrace it. And I think there are things that we can be doing that can help us adapt to change better. And I think that's where the by choice aspect comes in. If you're constantly working on yourself, working on growth, working on your mindset, working on growing intentionally, then those sort of moments of force and like, you know, on the, like, you know, the surprise sort of change that pops up here and there, those challenges. If you're doing that work when you can and taking that initiative of being intentional about working, it's going to be a lot easier to manage those rougher periods that you do do experience. So I think um, that's a really awesome comparison that you did give us there. And I love how you spoke about discomfort being temporary. And I think that this is something that people really need to actually like be getting more okay with stepping into, like be okay with getting uncomfortable. And I think comfort comes from what is known, you know, and we all yeah. like being in the comfort zone because it's familiar. It's not scary. It's what we know. But when you are stepping out into that gray area where you know you are getting more uncomfortable and there is the unknown and fear does become to rise that's where the most incredible changes can happen that's where your major growth can really happen and so i think it's 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 got to become a thing where people actually start to be hey we're getting uncomfortable rather than sitting in the comfort zone their whole, their whole life because otherwise i think your life is going to be so mediocre and you're never going to really fulfill your full potential and I, I love think that. That's so true. Yeah. And I think that like the whole, um, you've really sort of a, a great example of having to get uncomfortable, right? Because, you know, you spoke about how you have fully changed your narrative. I mean, you know, you, you were born and raised in Lebanon and Lebanon is a very, you know, they have a, this culture where women are kind of shunned down a little bit when they are in the Western world. And what you actually did was you decided to, rise above that, rise above those sort of like cultural um, sort of limitations that otherwise you would have been given. And you've built this incredible life for yourself. So how did you, like, how did you go about this? That would have taken a lot of courage to, you know, step up and do this life that you're now living. So tell us more about this. So it would be very unfair if I said that this was something that I did on my own um, because um, I was stuck in those narratives. And um, honestly, um, I would say the greatest, um, you know, the first change really happened was when I was at the University of Florida and getting my PhD. That's when all of that narrative and all those doubts of, I'm a woman, I'm supposed to be married by now, I'm supposed to be having children, um, I'm from Lebanon, I'm not supposed to, to be getting a PhD as a woman. Um, also, like there, I had a lot of shame that came from that background of mine. Um, and so I was really, you know, 
all this imposter syndrome and inner critting were very loud for me. And luckily I have an, I had an incredible research advisor who um, I'm not sure if this was something that uh, he knew he was doing, but he was way more than a research advisor. I mean, he entirely changed my life. He taught me to see how unique my journey was and how unique I was as, as a person. Um, and eventually, you know, I started growing from this and um, embracing um, the, the different paths that I wanted to take. Um, but then when I start, when I got into the workplace, I started working in corporate, those stories and narratives started, started coming back again. Um, and that's when I stumbled on something called vocabulary. Um, and it's a program that's related to neuro-linguistic programming. And I broke, I went and like worked so hard on breaking down those stories that I had. And one of the things that I realized was that as I was trying to change that narrative, what I was focused on is what I don't want in my life. So things I would say is like, I don't want to have a marriage like my parents, or I don't want to have... Um, I don't want to be like women in Lebanon or, you know, I was so focused on the things that I did not want that I was actually running away from those things. But in the process, I was finding things that I didn't want either. Um, it's only when I did this inner work and really took time for personal development, working on vocabulary, um, that I re realized that I could actually create the story that I want. And by practicing this, I could become that person. And so I became very deliberate, very um, uh, intentional about what it is that I want to create for myself, what kind of person I want to be. When I look back, how do you want people to remember me? Um, working in corporate, um, do I want to behave like a male or do I actually want to fully embody the beautiful and incredible characteristic that women can bring? Um, do I want to, what part of my Lebanese background do I want to bring with me? So just by focusing on the things that I, the, all the things I wanted to take from my experiences, whether they were positive or negative, I was able to change that narrative for myself and really go into creation, creating what life I, what kind of life I want to be living right now. That sounds like such a powerful, like sort of self transformation journey you've been on, which is, I absolutely love that. And it's amazing to hear that there were other people in your life that were able to help you, help you with that progress, help you with that growth, help you overcome your limiting beliefs and all of that. And I think this whole self, like process what is a personal thing it is something that you really will uh kind of propel more forward through if you are opening yourself up to other people and you're learning from other people i find that this podcast is like the best way for me to personally learn like i'm constantly yeah. meeting, like, <laughs> yeah, like i'm meeting people from all different sorts of walks of life that share all new perspectives and it's such a great way for me to kind of step out of my own head and my own struggles and realize hang on like doesn't have to be this way. Like there, there are other ways to um, grow and, and and break past these sort of limiting beliefs we have. And I think limiting beliefs and that self shame and the imposter syndrome that you've gone through is something that everyone goes through, you know. And I think we yeah. get stuck in our own heads and we think we're alone in this. You know, we're the only ones with self doubt. Really, 
Exactly. But it's about, you know, being able to find what way is going to help you work through this. And I think that's so insightful um, what you share and how, you know, you were able to then own your own journey and realize these are just, these are just stories I'm telling myself. This isn't my reality. This isn't how it has to be. Just because this is what I have been conditioned to think doesn't mean I can't recondition my thinking and change the way I want to view my life and my story. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you mentioned vocabulary. So that's a pretty cool concept. I hadn't heard of um, that before. So you essentially, you know, use that to break down your limiting beliefs and your, your um, stories that you're telling yourself then. So how would like someone else who wants to start applying this vocabulary method, like how would they go about that? Like, what's the, is, is there sort of step-by-step formula? Is there anything that they need to start doing to kind of re- recreating their stories through vocabulary? Oh, pro- pro-cabulary. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not planned, so it's completely on the spot. Um, I actually am a certified coach for vocabulary, mm-hmm. um, and so um, the way I started, and I will like the reason I became certified in it was because of the incredible impact it did for me. And so um, the way I started was. The first thing, uh, actually, it's a funny story, so I'm going to share it. Um, I was training to compete at the World Powerlifting Championship here in the U.S., and um, I was like, I was having this competition, like nervousness, and started imagining like all sorts of things going wrong. So I went and like looked up podcasts um, on like you know, mindset and competition or something like that. And the guy was talking, his name was Mark England, uh, talking about it. And um, he was sharing about like why athletes fail in competition. And I was like, perfect podcast. I listened to it. It was a quick one. And by the time I get to work, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to learn about this. And so I went on their website, uh, procabulary.org and bought the course. So I'm happy to provide your audience, actually, like I said, this is on the spot, but because it came up, I'm happy to provide your audience for a code if they're interested to get a discount for the course. Um, I mean, I had paid thousands of dollars in therapy and you know, just like trying to work on that, um, on mindsets and mindfulness, and this literally changed my life. So I took the course, it's a 21 day course, and by the end of the 21, I did not even wait for 21 days. I just took them all in one day. Um, and by the end of the day, I emailed Mark and I was like, I need to talk to you. Like, this is beyond just competition. I need this in my life. And so um, I started with a couple of coaching sessions with him and we started working on those stories and narr- narratives and rewriting them. And um, that was so powerful. And so then I went on to join the team and became a, a certified coach. Um, and now we have two courses, vocabulary and Enlifted, um, where we do story work with people. So we do one-on-one coaching. But um, just to get a flavor of what it is, the actual online program is so helpful, incredibly helpful. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And we'll definitely put some links in the show notes of this episode for anyone who's interested in looking into it. So I guess then there's two things I want to ask you. Um, We'll get to the second one in a minute. Um, But the first thing is, so I feel like positive self-talk is something that you really work on a lot and has been a big part of your journey. So how important do you think like positive self-talk is when we're looking at like 
you know, the relationship with becoming successful and whatever it is you're pursuing? So um, positive self-talk is really important when you believe it. So I have to say that, you know, for the longest time, I used to stand in front of the mirror and do affirmations. But my brain comes out and is like, well, that's not true. That's not true. So you actually, if you want to do positive affirmation, if you want to work, like I believe that in order for this to be successful, you have to meet it with examples. So for instance, going back to that time where I was powerlifting, some of the new um, positive affirmation I was and self-talk I was adding to myself is, I will, you know, I can lift safely during my competition. And of course, your brain is going to be like, but what if this happens? And what if that happens? And so then you have to add, like, one thing I would do is add the word because. Because I have trained for X amount of time. Because I have, I have lifted or squatted or deadlifted. So when you add the word because and you re- take it to an example that is relevant to you, that feels confident for you, that's when your brain is going to be like, okay, I can relax now. I can believe this affirmation. So I think sometimes self-talk when we're just talking to ourselves, if it's not something we believe, it, to me, it doesn't create the effect that I needed to. So using the word because when I'm doing those affirmations is super helpful. Another thing is actually keeping a success journal or what I call a feel-good journal. And that's where personally, like I keep a lot of, um, let's say that I worked on a project that was, um, you know, that took a long time. And so you don't see positive, um, like you don't always see positive feedback from that. But at the end of it, you've got like successes and people emailing you or, you know, that's when I put all of these into my feel good journal. And I, you know, if at some point I'm feeling like, you know, that pattern coming back, I go into that feel good journal and I go back into my, you know, some of the things people have said to me or some project that I felt really good about. And it just reminds me that whatever I'm feeling is temporary. Wow. That is such useful advice because I'm someone who definitely uses affirmations, but I love how you spoke about belief because that's such a big thing like that I've learned in particular because I always used to like, you know, like you said, I'd say these affirmations and then they weren't working because I wasn't believing what I was saying. And so belief is so, so important. No matter what it is you want to do, no matter where you want to be, you've got to have that, you know, deep sense of belief and you really need to work on achieving that. I actually have heard of anyone incorporating the word because to help with that belief and strengthen that belief and I think that is so powerful like I can tell how that would be a lot more perspective like put it in a lot more better perspective for you because you're being able to justify to yourself why you actually can step into that person that you're trying to affirm yourself to be so I think that is really incredible advice thank you for that one and I love the whole um success journal yeah, I love the whole success journal idea. I've heard of that before, but I need to start doing it myself. I've got my like gratitudes <laughs> and affirmations one, but I think it's really good to document all of the successes you achieve, whether they're big, whether they're small, because we tend to like not give ourselves enough credit, I think. You know, like we will be quick to praise someone else and recognize, you know, all of the small major achievements they make within themselves. And then we forget to do it 
to ourselves. So I think that's an awesome way of breaking you know, those negative patterns and breaking down those limiting beliefs and reminding yourself that, no, you're actually a badass and you've accomplished all of this. So give yourself the credit that you deserve. And Absolutely. so the other thing that I did want to ask you was um, you mentioned before story work. So I've never heard of story work before. Would you mind sharing a bit about this with me? So it is a part of um, the coaching program that you work with. And so I'd love to hear about this and what it offers people. Sure. So I will share, uh, let me think of um, an example because obviously like examples are, oh, just recently I was uh, working with someone who had created a story about, you know, I, um, I never finish what I do. So the story in his head was, you know, I, he was creating a story around why he couldn't complete a project and, um, and was finding all these like affirming reasons while the, why this was something that was a pattern in his life and you know so all this story around it and so we then started deconstructing it and also finding again bringing in the successes like let's talk about times you actually finish projects and so we started looking at this and then we started finding okay how is this you know how is this story preventing you from moving forward or we start we started changing the story for him so that now he can see himself as someone who can start and finish a project and so by changing that we completely like shifted his whole attitude towards the project and he was able to complete it so um you know we all create stories in our head like another one that's super simple is like nobody listens to me in meetings and then we create stories around oh that turns into women in the workplace are not respected but it could be just one person so we go back to the story and so the person is like oh well it was a meeting like 10 years ago and there was this guy and he just like interrupted me and did not listen to what i had to say and that turned into I'm not even respected in the workplace. And so we go back to that original story and we break it down. We break down what that meant. We, we look at how can we reframe that story in a different way. And then we start looking at different examples where, oh wait, I actually am being respected. And we start looking at the opposite of this story. And so really we take something that was negative and we break it down to this to the original concept and um completely change our beliefs by changing the story yeah so essentially you have to kind of acknowledge what your current belief is what that thought is that's in your head that's holding you back or limiting you in some way identify so like backtrack and really try to identify the root cause of that where it first yes. stems from and how that's then grown and developed into this sort of hindrance on whatever you're progressing towards and then recreating, redefining that story and changing your relationship and belief around it to be more suited towards what you, the person you really want to be and the narrative you want to have then. I'm so glad this is recorded because I'm going to take what you just explained and start sharing that. <laughs> that was a great way of summarizing uh, what story work is. Absolutely. I love that. Learning from each other. I love that. <laughs> yes, 
Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess then I do have two more questions I wanted to okay. ask before we end this episode today. So essentially, do you believe that, because I, I feel like there's certain people that feel like their hardships, their narrative, the life they're living is far more challenging and far heavier than what other people are carrying. So do you believe that absolutely anyone can change their narrative, no matter how big or how small their struggles may be? 100%. Absolutely. 100%. It all comes down to the word, to the words we use. Um, just this week, actually, um, Mark, who's the owner of vocabulary was being, um, was being interviewed and someone asked a question like how do you how do you handle this situation when the whole world is against you and he shrunk it down and it was like when part of the world is against you how does that does that entirely change your perception of things mm. you know and just by by asking better questions by reframing the problem it's part of our brain. We have something called the reticular activating system. I don't know if you or your audience have heard of that, but our reticular activating system is basically, I'm sure everybody has experienced this, is you decide to buy a car and all of a sudden you see your car everywhere. Um, this is a filter we have in our brain. And what we focus on is what our brain is going to bring us more of. And when we're in that victim mentality, when we're in that situation where we think that our, our challenges are so big and there's no hope for us, we're going to keep bringing more of that into our life. Um, but by doing that, by doing the work and by, by, and by, changing, taking, taking things and taking our responsibility, um, we always have a choice. There's always a choice. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll throw in another advice here. Hopefully I'm not going too long on this, but this was something that helped me a lot when I was working, when I was getting my green card to stay in the U S um, there was two years where I wasn't allowed to leave the country. And I felt incredibly in a like I felt so strongly in that victim mindset where it was nobody's helping me or it's taking too long or the laws should change but all of this was doing was putting me in that you know negative state of mind and one day I just realized wait I actually have a choice I can choose to wait for my green card or I can go back to Lebanon that's actually a choice in my control. And in that moment, everything changed. I started feeling good about being here again. I started being okay with the fact that I couldn't go back to see my parents or my, my family. So we always have a choice and um, we're constantly choosing what's showing up in our life. I completely agree with that. Like we, if we have control over one thing in our life, it's, over our perspective. We have the power over the perspective and the outlook we choose to have on situations, good or bad, the experiences we go through. And so it's all about taking control of that and taking control of where you're putting your focus and where you're putting your energy. Because they say where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? So if you're putting all your focus and into this whole victim mindset, then obviously things aren't going to be feeling or looking great for you. But if you choose to choose a more champion sort of mindset, then 
that's a choice that you get to make. You get to control that. You get to control that outlook. And I truly believe, like, I try to be so optimistic about everything in life because I'd rather be optimistic about the future and what's going to come for me rather than sitting in that sort of negative space and um, attract more negativity to me because that's that's it. That's the law of attraction. You focus on comes to you. Absolutely. If you have the choice, choose a positive perspective. And the, the, the tip I would tell to anybody that feels like they're in a, they're in a bind or something, you know, where their, their situation is very negative. Um, I would just suggest that whatever is going on and to state, make the statement and then use, and my only choice is, and when you do that, you realize that you have more than one choice. Yes. That is so powerful. I just wrote that down because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start, I'm going to start practicing that. And it's so true. We always do have more than just one choice, even if it doesn't feel like it in that moment, there are always other options. There's always more positive options that we have better choices. We're not just locked into that one outcome. And uh, I know you've already given us so much. And sometimes we don't like the other choice that we have. And that's when we start appreciating where we are. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's so big as well so big to consider and i know you've already given us so much incredible advice but the final question um actually is because this is the real time podcast what is one final piece of real advice you'd love to leave our listeners with so if you have anything left in you please share it now (laughs) i would say it's what i started with is consider your life like an experiment what did you learn from it how can you grow from it where can you go if you don't like something you can always change it and everything is always temporary i love that i think this has been such an incredible episode i've loved talking to you and you really have uh, i mean shown myself and all of our listeners that we have the power to rewrite our narrative if you're unhappy with the path that your story is unfolding on, then you have the power to right now start implementing change and start working to recreate your narrative for yourself. So thank you so much, Pascal, for coming on today. I have absolutely loved talking to you and you've just shared so much wisdom and insight with me. I feel so free. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into my real-time podcast. I have had so much fun making this and I hope this has been able to help you in some way. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to share it with someone who may be in need of hearing it. My goal with this channel is to bring you guys content of real value. So help me share this message and share this podcast by screenshotting it and tagging me on your stories. By doing so, you'll be doing your part in helping me build this platform and build a space where people can listen, can grow and can overcome whatever obstacles are getting in the way of their success. But that starts with you guys. Tag me at emilyjane.dm in your stories and hashtag realtime and I'll be sure to reshare you on my page. Thank you so much again, guys, for listening in today. Your support honestly means the world to me. So until next time, keep it real.